You are now listening to Word of Mouth with Steve Van Deest and Kai Maromo. All right, hey guys, how you guys doing today? It's uh, welcome back to Word of Mouth. It's uh, Steve Van Deest in the house with Mukai, the African assassin, Maromo, the tired assassin. The tired assassin. <laughs> we got a we got an interesting guest in the house today. Why, why don't you start off by uh, introducing yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sounds good. Um, my name is Keenan Pascal. So I'm uh, the CEO of Token Naturals, and uh, we're a product development company in the marijuana space. So it's an early startup. Nice. That's nice. Uh, that seems to be the uh, the direction that uh, kind of everything is kind of going now with this uh, whole legalization of stuff, eh? Yeah. No, it's a very interesting industry right now. Like everything's there's a lot of money getting put into it. A lot yeah. of the, Industry changing a lot. Went from like you know kind of the old that stoner mentality, like a you know stand up and fight the power kind of thing, to like it was more like the business guys, the doctors, the, the yeah. lawyers, like people get involved in it because they're seeing the potential. Well, yeah. yeah, like well, you could look back at like uh, you know a lot of the history of like why like drugs was even was even uh, 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 made illegal and stuff like that. Is you know like the, I was watching some articles and things like that where they were talking about like opium and things like that where yeah you know where most of the times people were smoking opium on a regular basis and then like back in the day when uh, the asians would come over to america and were starting to be successful and they're not and, like they couldn't put them uh, they couldn't put them in jail for just yeah absolutely for being asian so yeah. they basically said okay well you guys are mostly smoking opium so that's illegal you can't yeah. do it and then they, that's kind of how they, <laughs> they started like putting these laws in place to put the yeah. put people in prison for that kind of stuff so that makes sense because i mean when you talk about like like the transition of a lot of things. I remember there was a time in history when tobacco was a healthy thing to do. Like people thought yeah, yeah, smoking yeah, commercials after, for it, exactly. yeah, commercials for it. Tobacco was cool. And then fast forward a couple of years and it's a bad thing. And it seems that marijuana has been a bit of a, the reverse. It's a bad thing. It's bad. It's bad. And then, you know, tons of medical research later, tons of, you know, actual physical use and, yeah, and, you know, absolutely. documented uh, trials and, 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 and results. It's a good thing now, Yeah, you know? So, I mean, tell us about that yourself. Like what, uh, what is, what is your what inspired this idea to start you know this product line so it's kind of actually a weird story like i'm actually my background's in banking so i was like right. a banker for you know six seven years the money guy the money guy and uh i went and did my mba out in vancouver yeah so i left alberta i was grown born and raised in edmonton go to vancouver i meet this guy named cam o'neill and uh he had this idea he incubated this idea of his company or the idea first started with a keurig machine for weed right. which machine a keurig you know you know keurig where you put the little pods in the top okay like and it makes one dose coffee oh, so okay. cam's, cam's a chemical engineer that's his background right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of cool man and he's, he's a smart cool. guy like yeah. i think you guys are gonna end up talking to him eventually so uh so cam comes and we get this class where you can incubate ideas like i didn't work on any weed ideas i think mine was like a fitbit extension kind of thing let's but call it marijuana yeah marijuana it really so sounds end. so yeah tasteful <laughs> the <laughs> cannabis, the cannabis. <laughs> so we had uh so cam had this idea of making this keurig machine so he started market researching and he's putting the idea was you put your flower in the top press a button out comes oil at the bottom yeah. and you can do whatever you want with it so he's market yeah. testing this and uh people are like why don't i just buy the oil and he's like, you know, very, very, very good question. So he scrapped the idea of the Keurig machine and started looking at like, like how would you consume oil? Like what's other ways how to consume? How can you mass produce oil or Yeah, like, like how that. can you kind of get other options than smoking marijuana, right? right? So that's kind of where Cam had this idea. He incubated it through the program at UBC and just kind of sat there after we graduated because Cam went and worked for an artificial intelligence company. Okay. Yes. 
Oh, and geez. then I went like I went yeah. after school. I was this like, guy's you know a genius. What? Oh, he's a smart guy. You're gonna come. Yeah. One day I saw Cam pushing on the seawall a baby robot in a stroller. Like, Get out of here! Swear to God, like, that's kind of Cam's mentality. He's a super interesting guy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so that, that's Cam. So Cam's Mister like technical background side. Yeah. And then he was in uh, the U of A, kind of poaching talent because we have this really amazing nanotechnology. Uh, facility at the U of A. Like, yes. I think it's one of the best in North America, best in the world. And I just met him for beer. So we were classmates. We still stayed in touch. Yeah. I went to London for a little bit. I was TAing out there, doing some traveling. I was like, I, I don't want to get into banking. I had enough. I was like, one of my buddies out there works for Credit Suisse and he's a banker in London. And he's like, why are you banking in Edmonton? He's like, if you want to be a banker, come work in London or come to New York or something. And I was like, yeah. you know, I really like like Edmonton. I really like the West Coast. I was like, yeah, banking is not my thing. So I was yeah. looking around for what I was going to do next in life. I had, you know, different ventures and little projects going, but nothing really concrete. And then Cam and me were just having beers. And he's like, you know what? I got this marijuana idea that's just been, we've shelved it. It's just been sitting there. Do you want to, you know, take it over? You can be my first hire. And he's like, I need someone to come out with like, kind of like a financial background and like raise me my seed money so I can get going and get the, you know, the company yeah, moving forward. Yeah, the startup capital. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the startup capital. So that's been, like, number one, that's my job. But like, I'm that first employee. So like, my yeah. job is like, whatever gets needed. Like, whatever you have to do today, yeah, that's what I do. Give him the go-to guy. Yeah, so I'm his little go-to guy. Well, he kind of, like, tweaks with things in laboratories yeah. right now. That's <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about that because it's, like, there's it's a lot of different things going on here. You took yeah. a, a very traditional kind of conventional career path, yeah. right? And then a very a very, a very kind of reputable one as well. You yeah. know, it's not like I, I went to Nate for two years or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Not, not, to, not to talk badly about going yeah, to, yeah, to no, like, absolutely. those... But I mean, you took a very like it's a, 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 a course of study that that takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah. All right, and you came out on top of it. It's not like you flunked out and was like, "Yeah, okay, I failed this. Let me try something yeah. else." So tell us about that thought process where you came out, got your MBA, you ready to rock, and you go, "I don't like this. I want to try something else." So yeah. what, what what led to that? Why, so, why didn't you do? Why didn't you continue banking? So the thing was like the MBA is not so much like the uh, it doesn't just set you up to like keep going like climb right. the ladder or whatever organization you're in. The nice thing you got, yeah, I learned while I was out doing my MBA, it's like you got to go. I traveled like, I went to Chile for a little bit and studied out there. I was yeah. In Italy. Oh, this is Hmm. Evidence is No, not at all. Like not I was, <laughs> I was pointing at things on the menu to get through. I was like, that's Steve's I knew thing. Pulo and that's know. Steve's thing. Steve's just say something about any kind of country that speaks Spanish. Like, oh, that's yeah, well, just, that country particularly. I'm, that, from, you know, I'm you, from Chile, so that's that's. I had a great time there. Yeah, yeah. Santiago at the yeah. University of Chile there. And then, uh, so kind of like what I got out of it was like, you can take some risks. Like you yeah. kind of lose that cushion because you come out, you're going from like in a nice cushy job, salaried employee. Yeah. I always have that two week paycheck. Yeah. And right. then all of a sudden you're a student and you're like, you know, I got to, you know, you, with an MBA, you do get like student loans pretty easily. So you yeah. have that option. But at the same time, you're like, I don't have that regular income. And I'm like, I got used to not having that regular income. So I yeah. started like, you know, just having other ventures and projects. And I have some like real estate around here. And I was like, I can survive without a nine to five job. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So I'm like, now, like, what if I, what do I really want to do? Yeah. Cause like, I don't need that. Like, I don't have those handcuffs anymore. Yes. So I give you a lot of freedom to this kind of like take a risk. And then, so I was, I was in the process of like looking at different companies. I was kind of going back into like the finance. Like I was looking at like land development, like real estate, like those kind of projects. And then I was, Cam just kind of came up and was like, this just kind of dropped in my lap and I was yeah. like, you know what? I have no problem. Take, I'll work with you. I, I was like, I'll work with you for six months. Yeah. I was like, goes. and with that, I was like, <clears throat> I still had the banking background. So I was like, I'm getting equity out of this. Yeah. Or right. for free. But I was like, no, you don't pay me. Just 
equity. And he was like, okay. So like we started putting the terms together, started agreeing on things. I mean, Cam have like good chemistry from before, like yeah. good buddies from the program. And he was like, okay, let's, let's see what we can do with this. So then I started going around and Cam kind of gave me this pitch deck and it was horrible. Like it was literally like me paying. <laughs> I, like I remember doing one presentation. So you, you know, Jamie, or my buddy, buddy yep. Jamie. Yes, yeah. yes. He became our lead investor. And so I was like, I, I was like asking X amount of money from Jamie. And the guy's <laughs> like, I, I remember going through this pitch deck and I'm clicking on it. And he did it on like a slideshow that like went back and forth. Yeah. And it was just it was horrible. Jamie had questions and I was trying to go back slides and it was like, wasn't choppy working. it wasn't working and yeah. i was like you know what forget it i just grabbed a piece of paper and i'm like this is what we're doing i'm like this is like the industry i'm looking at this is the potential we kind of have this is our thought process and more importantly i'm like this is the team behind us right yes and then he was like you know what i'm in yeah and it was funny because like it's the first i've never raised seed money before so yeah. it was my first time doing it and he's like okay like what do you uh what do you think's a good number to start with and i'm like my head i'm like i have no idea give like, me all of it 10 million dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly, give me all right? of it well yeah and i'm thinking a, i'm thinking like something small like you know like in that like 20 20 15 thousand dollar range yeah and jamie came in he's like what he was asking what the minimum was and I was, that's what i was thinking i was like you know like five ten yeah. just like get the ball rolling their first yeah, guy yeah. to he ends up he like blew me away with like the number he said yeah oh, it's like the minimum and I was like, oh, yeah, let me, let me, let me get back to you. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I called Cam. I was like, yeah, I think we're good for like a chunk. And he's <laughs> like, all right. And then Jamie came on board. And so being our first investor, we gave him a, a board seat. So our board is uh, Cam, Jamie, a lawyer out of Calgary, yeah. and uh, internal medicine doctor out of Victoria. So like, nice. you, so you can got, see the you industry. Got some people yeah, on so this. the industry is kind of yeah, changing. Like it. It's not yeah, just yeah. like. You got a nice, good variety of everything, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so yeah. as we expand, so, so, like. So sorry to cut you off. Let's, let's, let's jump back a little bit because yeah. I, I like how you talked about saying, okay, I'm talking ten, twenty, you know, $15,000, $20,000. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if it's a good start. <laughs> you, you think I'm going to say this and this guy's going to be like, hell no, it's too much. Yeah. But then he hits you with like a bigger number. Like tell us a little bit about like your, your kind of personal thought process. Because I, I know a lot of people will make $20,000 in a year, 20 to 30 and, yeah. and live on it. Yeah. But like someone, for example, like you're in this scenario where you're like $20,000 to a guy and then he goes above and beyond that. So, yeah. Like, what do you think about limits like that? Where people limit themselves? So it really uh, gives like <laughs> a lot of validation and like right, yeah. the concept. And I was like, hey, so this guy like really believes in it. Right. And it just kind of, it, it definitely pushed us like to the next level from going from just a, I think this might work to yeah. like, okay, two feet in cam. Like, so cam ended up quitting his job too. Yeah. Right. And he was like, let's two feet in, let's solve this. Cause a can't lose this guy's money and B we can get, you know, five times more. And that's what we need to like take right. this to the next level. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Right. Really do it big. Yes. Proper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like once you get that kind of that validation, it's different when you're raising money on an idea than raising money on like real estate, for example. Yeah. Right. So like if I'm selling a house, you know what the house is worth. And the three of us are going to split it, hundred thousand dollars each. We get like it's three hundred thousand, it's a third each. Right. Yeah. Here I'm like, this is an idea. I think this idea is worth this much money. I think it's worth as much money because of like these factors. But I can't like I can make comparisons. I can make estimates and forecasts. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, it's it's just a concept. Uh, just a concept. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the difference of when you're raising money for like real estate, but when you're doing like seed money, it's like. Do you believe in me? Do you believe in my team? Yes. The, the yeah. idea is kind of, it's it's there, but it's not yeah. everything. But yeah, clearly the idea pays off more than like, like having a physical, you know, because I find like when you have something 
physical, it becomes limited in its value. Like let's say yeah. you have a fifty thousand dollar car, that's as that's as much as it can ever cost. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because like right. that's, that's a good point. It's like yeah. it's, it's the same thing with the television industry, right? You yeah. can have a product that's already done and complete and ready to go, yeah. and say, hey, this is how much it's worth. And the guy's like, you know what? Is that it? I don't really like it. You know, like, or, yeah. but if you give them the idea, then it gives them the potential to grow and, yeah. they can and add stuff to and it. And their mind starts to run, run in different directions. Exactly. So it's good, man. But it's funny, too, where you guys talking about the, limiting yourself as well. Cause I remember when, like, before, like, I even worked the nine to five jobs, yeah. right? Before you, you were asking, well, what's your hourly worth? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Cause I was working for, as a server, I was working for tips. Yeah. I, I was getting paid five bucks an hour. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what my hourly worth exactly. is. You know, so like I get your, your point. Like, so like there's different stages that people would go. And once you get out of the hourly kick, now you're just like, well, how much does, how much is it going to cost? Like a lot of people, how much is it going to cost you to get out of bed today? Yeah. I'm getting 10, 10 G's. Like some of these, some of these uh, celebrities for, for, to show up at a place for an hour. They're like, unless you're paying me 10 G's, I ain't even showing up. Exactly. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just interesting how where you're just like the value and how, how that it's, that's even like rated and things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. So traveling, it seems like you've traveled to a number of different places. And, and I mean, I like when you touched into saying you decided to work with a gentleman cam for six yeah. months without getting paid. Yeah. Tell us about what put you in that position. Like, it, I, I don't think most people can even fathom not working for six months and yeah. work somewhere for free. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't like, I wouldn't say like, it wasn't yeah. like I wasn't getting paid. It was like. I just wasn't going to take money out of anything. Yeah, and yeah. I was just using basically just savings and like a just fat line of credit. And I was like, you know what? Right. But that's what I'm, I mean. Like, yeah, like, like I'm going to go. That's about that thought process where you go, I'm going to do this and this and this and go work on this idea for six months. Yeah. And find a way to sustain myself while this idea incubates and, and kind of, you know, does the whole caterpillar into butterfly type scenario. Yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. It's 100% one of those ideas where it's like, I believe I'm going to make it back. Right. So I didn't have a problem going into like debt right. to make this work. So I was like, you know what? I got equity in a house I have and this. So I was like, you know, what? I'll take the equity out and I'll cover myself for like six months. Yeah. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, then I'll just walk away and I'll, I'll go work wherever. I'll go back to the bank. Start, and I'll and go, start it and make it yeah, back. Yeah, and I'll make it back. Because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's a nice thing being like I'm 31 now, right? So if yeah. I make a mistake now, don't have kids, like I can, I can recover. Right. Yes. But if you're like older and you're like, yeah. ah, you can't take it's that. It's a lot risk. harder exactly. when, you got, when you have a partner or like, like a, like a wife and kids and house and you're stuck. You yeah. Can, you're you, stuck. you can't yeah. because any, t you can't take any risks at that point because you're affecting yeah. other people, yeah. family and things like that. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the mentality I had was like, I can take this risk now because like I'm confident I can make it back. Yeah. But I'm even more confident in the idea that I'm getting behind. Yeah. So that's kind of how my mindset was when I jumped into it two feet. That's awesome. Now talk about handling risk because risk is something that people are very afraid of, right? It's like yeah. people have a good idea until the one guy goes, have you thought about this? And they go, oh, I yeah. think about that. And then scrap the whole idea. Yeah. Talk about risk. How did, you, how did you get yourself over the risk to go, okay, I'm risking a lot here. I've got equity in my house. I worked a lot to get this, but yeah. now I'm going to reinvest it in myself because right now, I like the idea that you're talking about you invested in yourself and you invested your own money in yourself yeah. versus investing in something else. But like, how did you manage that risk to go, okay, I'm risking this much, but you know, how did you, how did you make yourself okay with that? Uh, it's, I think it's just kind of something that you have to, it's a, the people you surround yourself with. Yes. hundred percent. I would kind of give it to like, you know, your parents, your, your buddies, the guys around yeah. you that are, you can see like I can get, it's not like if I make a mistake, like I got a support network around me. Yeah. And then at the same time, you're going to 
just have to kind of push through. I know like we were talking before and you're just like, oh, grind it out. Yeah. It's not so much just grind it out, but it's like, <laughs> you have to have that mindset where it's like, it's okay to fail. Yeah. And not get down on yourself. But like, I make one mistake and like everything's over. Like I'm even actually the start of this company. Yeah. When we first, uh, like we first were talking to Jamie and yeah. Jamie was like, you know what? I think last minute, like the day we were closing on Jamie, he was like, I don't know if I can talk to him. I'm sure he won't care. But so the day we're closing on Jamie, <laughs> Jamie's like, you know what, guys, I think I'm going to go in a different direction. And I was like, oh, man. Oh. So I called Cam. I'm like, Cam, I'm like, I think you might like pull out. He's pulling out on us. Yeah. And he was like, and then Cam was like, oh, maybe we should just quit. And then I was like, no, we just, I just put like six months into it. And you've, oh, you quit your job too. I'm like, you and me are like, we can quit now and like lose a little bit of money and lose a little bit of our time. But like, yeah. Let's just, let's just, we haven't really failed. Like we yeah. kind like this is one little hurdle. Yeah. So I remember one day me and Cam, like one weekend, we just kind of locked ourselves. Like no one heard from me. I just like locked myself in the house. And like yeah. from the NBA, I kind of had like this background where I can like crush out a project really quick. Cause I was Mr. Like last minute in school. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is diamonds under pressure. Yeah. So me and Cam like kind of revamped this proposal and like researched what Jamie was going to do on, like on the other side of things. Yes. And we kind of put them side by side and we're like, this is, this is like unbiased like this is what your op a option this is yeah. b option what do you think and then he was like you know what i, I still like what you guys are doing like, i thought it was cool that you were put that together yeah so we went that way so like when it comes to risk you got to be able to you're gonna fail like yeah uh, like in this company we've failed and pivoted and learned but every time if you just learn quickly or you fail quickly and you kind of step back and like learn from it yeah so now when i go up to like pitch for people i kind of have like more background on other options and right i right. can kind of pivot with yeah, when they're yeah, yeah. when they're telling me things i can like oh, i understand that right. way of thinking because i've seen it here and here and here yeah. and this is my rebuttal to it it's yes. interesting you say that too because it's like it sounds more like um and it's it's true like a lot of people want to help like let's say for instance you know like we wanted to help you yeah right and then you need something from us yeah. right now all of a sudden like that's really what you're doing with 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 jamie is you're putting a presentation saying listen this is what we need from you. I'm just like, and this in return is what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And so, and if they like that, a lot of times they'll say, you know what, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm right. in. And that's, that's kind of the, and that turns into, and that's what people need to, I think, realize is when you're doing your dealings and when you're doing stuff, you have to think win-win. Yeah. If you don't 100%. think win-win or you think win-lose or lose-lose, you know, like most divorces are like that. They're all lose-lose. They'll yeah, just exactly. burn everything or they give it <laughs> yeah. to the other person. If you think win-win, you say, listen, this is what you can do and this is what we can do. And I'm like, let's let's work together on this. Work together, yeah. And and let's make this work. And then that's when usually success usually starts to pop Big up. Big time. And I like how you talked about going the extra mile to research this other path he was going to go in yeah. and actually, you know, do some real work and go, listen, I look into it and this is what's going to happen and he understood that because it was a viable choice he was going to take and then you reintroduce him to what you guys have done vamped out you know and it was like this is what we're going to do for you yeah and it, you know it made sense so so like what 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 inspired that like to go the extra mile and and go above and beyond like where where does that come from in you and how important is it do you think uh to me like i'm always kind of guy like i don't mind just letting it help out. like say if jamie said like you know what I take that research and just walked away with it. Yeah. I'd be totally cool with that. Like I wouldn't have a grudge if he just went other directions. So like I don't mind putting myself out there. Right. Because right. I think in like the long term karma side of things, like if you're just the nice guy and you you know help people out when they need it, it's gonna come back around. So I didn't mind not only that, but you built a report that you could potentially use yeah. somewhere else. Exactly. Right. 
yeah. So like the whole intention was just to show like just like this guy's making an important decision with his money. I'm like, I'm still at the end of the day, we're gonna be we're gonna have a relationship, we're still gonna be friends. Right. Yes. So like I don't mind helping you out even if I don't get something out of it. Like even if you took that report and deleted the file off my computer, totally totally fine with that. So yeah, if yeah. you have that mentality where you're not always going out and looking for something from some like people. So I find like when you go to like these say like a networking event because you'd like do like I've done tons of them and just people are oh, yeah, like, well, yeah. what can you do for me? Yeah, so it's me Here's me my card. And like, Hey, can you link me with this guy? But the guys that are just like, Hey, you want to have a beer, shoot the shit. Like nothing comes of the relationship. Right. First, like two, three, four, five meetings, but down the road, like, Hey, actually I need something from you guys or you need something from me. Yeah. And you help somebody out. It, and it works. It, yeah. it works. Out. Well, the reality of the situation, it, it, you know, cause that's the most important part of the relationship is being able to, spend time with the other person yeah because exactly. if you can't spend time with them then you don't really want to do business with them yeah 100%. Like, you know if you're you looking to spend term, a lot of time together like a lot of, yeah. a lot of times people get into business and they keep thinking of the one-offs and like how much can i jack from this person next yeah person? Exactly. And they, it's it's an exhausting hunt because yeah. you're constantly hunting for someone new and yeah and you gotta like, replace that person replace that person all the time yeah. but like if you have like let's say 10 solid relationships that you service yeah. then those 10 people are going to keep you fed for a long period of time exactly. you know like so like it's you're right it's all coming down to like spending time with that person and, and who you want to do business with right yeah. so let's get back to you know uh what is the business exactly we haven't really kind of delved into okay. the details of like what there, is yeah. it what is it that you guys are actually doing so we're doing uh like product development so the cam's whole vision was like don't smoke it right what's the what are the other options so yeah that's a great thing because i can't I, I yeah you know smoking. and me too like i was like a play sports i, cough, and, like, I cough like a I yeah. just, and then I feel sick and then I get bad neural association too. Exactly. Like, yeah, I forget yeah. it's horrible. You're in the circle and you're the guy coughing. Everyone looks at you and be like, it was a softie. <laughs> so I, I was trying to also avoid that. Yeah. So, <laughs> my selfish reason. Yeah. But, Who's uh, this pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Who brought this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, uh, the whole thing was product development like, right. outside of the smoking space. So the uh, first thing we started looking at is like, can you, how can you consume it as like a drink? Right. And then oils and tabs and just right now the market's interesting. Like it's still got to be in the space of the medical marijuana. Right. So everything we design now is a virgin product in the sense that we're not infusing it with THC or CBD, but it's the long-term vision of flipping a switch when it is recreationally allowed or if the medical space can go in the beverage industry. It's that long-term vision of, yeah, we're going to start infusing these with products that'll get you high or you make go, you feel if, good. If, or, if you go into the beverage thing, you're gonna end up like taking over like Red Bull style stuff when you, if you're ready to like. Oh, that was definitely a big inspiration of yeah. the, because like what Red Bull did is they, they made their own market. Right. So here we're in the same space as like, we're gonna try to make our own market. As like, yeah. I'd like these drinks do exist in the States, like the uh, medical, or the uh, weed drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Or wanna drinks, whatever you wanna call them, but they, like it's a kind of a proof yeah, of concept. Yeah. Yeah. We got some trademarks coming down the pipe. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, these, like the proof of concepts there. Right. And like one thing we looked at is like Colorado, when they became legalized edibles and like that other market became 50%, I think within a year. Yeah. Right. So we've kind of modeled the, like the research off of companies in the states and the interesting thing about canada canada be after i think uruguay the first country to legalize it across the board yeah that's i think that's the advantage that canada has over like in the it's states huge, they basically exactly. did it uh each state did yeah, their state own, own regulations yeah 
um, where in Canada what and why it's taking so long to basically get it done is because they're creating a federal yeah, it's, uh, across it's, it's across the board federal across the, so all the provinces are going to have the exact same regulation yeah. exact same rules as opposed to like BC reg, you know goes and, and has their own like yeah where it's legal or do and then Alberta comes on board and then exactly. Saskatchewan it's still illegal and then like you know like so this way it's 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 uniform across the board and that was the that was the thing that the Americans didn't do they just did it state by state yeah so I think we have a great advantage there in the sense that like our company for example like we've got me and Edmonton, Cam's actually out in Halifax right now, right. working on out of a lab we had access to out there. In and, some basement uh, somewhere? No, it's actually through, uh, <laughs> the basement it's an IRAP program. So, like, nice. the, the government actually has like these things called like dealer license. Right? Yeah, and you can uh, like you can tag onto them, and Cam can definitely speak to more about that when he uh, when he comes, he comes on. Back from but, Halifax. Yeah, but he's out in like Halifax right now doing like some research through those programs. And what well, the cool thing is, at the end of the day. If I wanted to buy my flour from BC, bottle it or process it in Edmonton and sell it to a guy in Ontario, that's going to be fine. Like that's yeah. the, that's the that's the industry we're walking into. That's amazing because you just open up the open up everything you can yeah, do right across the board. Across the board, like that's we can have facilities in different spots, and like that's kind of the way. I we're like it. At, yeah. Let's fast forward to like five years from now. Let's say it gets passed now. Legislation drops tomorrow. This thing is legal. You got to green light it right now. You know what I mean. What what can we expect from your company? What you know what I mean. What what's what's the expectation? Like, like? are you guys doing like more like a wholesale sales? Like to what like is it? Like, uh, dispensaries and stuff like that. Like what's the what's the vision? What's the vision? vision? So like right now, it's not quite clear what like Health Canada is gonna allow. Like the average eighteen year old or like say it's eight, <laughs> nineteen, whatever the right. yeah, whatever the age is gonna be. Yeah. Well, how are you gonna access cannabis? Like there, right. there's the task force release, and then there's. Uh, like you can speculate like we've definitely like we work with pharmaceutical consultants that yeah. give us like kind of the inside and it's like you know this is who's we're lobbying this and that but like we don't know exactly where you could maybe buy it at shopping drug mark for example right yeah you might have to go through dispensaries or, or like you, yeah like a liquor store or whatever you can, yeah there's yeah. like it's not to... certainly clear where we're going to sell it to but yeah. at the end of the day like, it might be like right now you have to buy it online yeah right so like you have to be direct to the customer. Yeah. Right? So we're kind of keeping all our options open as we tailor it to it. But at the end of the day, we want to have like multiple product lines. So say we've been looking at bitters and cold brews and like cool little like I'm on internet every day just kind of seeing what what yeah, like popped up like yeah, yeah. there's like microdosing mints so like at first we'll be very narrow on our focus just to get it right. Right. And then as you know we check one box off and the market's like yeah cool we like that. Then we'll expand to the next expand one. Into and it, yeah. Kind of keep it growing like that. At the end of the day, like I want to see multiple SKUs, multiple product yeah. lines. But where we start is probably going to be in the beverage space because Cam kind of knows it. He's put a lot of research into that. Right. And then we'll go. So definitely like go beverage from space where you guys are like the drinks, the, like, the direct consumables. Yeah. So like nice. adult beverages is kind of what we're looking at right now. So yeah. we're doing research with a company in Victoria just doing bitters that yeah. taste like weed, that have no weed in it. And like that's something we're looking at right now is yeah. putting that on the shelves. And, and just to get people used to just, just, get, just people just eating the it. brand. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good like idea. That. That's a very good idea. Get, get yeah, used to good marketing research right start, there. Start yeah. Like yeah. eating that and like someone's like, have this protein bar. You know, it's delicious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Crusty tastes protein, like weed. Yeah. Tastes like, <laughs> <laughs> like cannabis. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. So you're 31. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what's what's like what do you plan like what what does your five year plan look like? You know, where where are you going? Keenan, where's Keenan? Where's Keenan going? That's yeah. a that's a good question. So yeah, Keenan's uh Keenan's all over the place. Like I usually like I travel every every month basically. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. 
So I'm always, I was, I was out and about and just kind of, cause I feel like the more you travel, like you take things back. Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot. Every time you like go, like I was in London three, three weeks ago. Yeah. And a guy I met there was, uh, he's working on a project and just seeing what he was doing. Right. And kind of, it's a different space, but still in the, uh, still in like the farming greenery mm -hmm. space. And he's, uh, I was like, that's a, that's a wicked idea. I don't, I'm not going to be able to steal his idea. And he was he's super protective of it. But at the same time, <laughs> I was like, you know, you just take things out. So like, I think what I'm going to keep doing is just kind of getting myself out there, learning more. I'm always about just self-improvement, learning. Like I went and did my MBA, not because I was like, hated my career. I went and did my MBA because I was like, hey, what's the next? How do I like jump up a level? Yeah, yeah the next, the next, the next level yeah, up. Like you know, that's how you upgrade yourself. Yeah, maybe the next day, maybe say this thing works out and I can kind of kick back or someone comes in and buys yeah, yeah. me out in five years or I like I love this job now yeah, yeah. Like, well, it sounds like it's working yeah, it sounds like you guys are well on the way to doing it yeah so we do something big I'm like, I'll do my PhD down the road something like that so I think that's kind of just I, I like to stay open minded this and guy's I, the limit almost yeah because you yeah. can really like if you have that drive and you just have that stay flexible I think that's the biggest thing like if you can just roll with the punches because things yeah. come up things come down like you know one thing you know, works amazingly you learn a lesson off the next one at the yeah. end of the day you're still moving forward like, yeah you're right. still doing your thing yeah. nice so book reading we do we do a lot of book reading here it's, it's yeah. one of our things because like I find book reading is like one of the the, the lost arts of the world you yeah. know people are more visual than watching television and videos and yeah. it, what, what, what kind of books do you like to read what, what's the like you know even the, like what are you reading right now or what's yeah. been like an influential reading in your life that you go back to periodically uh, books are, like I love Audible like I Audible is like, good. I love Audible. Yes, but like some nerd, like I'm got some well, sci-fi. Audible counts too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking credit for like Audible. Yeah, yeah. Audiobook <laughs> is the same thing. <laughs> if I listen to it, I'm pretending yeah, like I read I'm the whole all, thing. I'm audiobooks right now. I'll just too, buy man. the book and put it on my shelf. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's a great idea. Someone, <laughs> read, someone can read me a book. Yeah, I was like, I'm in. Kick back or yeah, yeah. Oh no, audiobooks. Are like, I find they're really good for multitasking. Like, right? Like when you're driving, working out, driving, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So even audiobooks counts. No, I know for sure. So what are what are some of the books that that are definitely like must reads? Ah, there's really good book, Scarcity. I forget who it was by, but I read that like three, four months ago. Yeah. And it just really opened my eyes in terms of like, it's all about bandwidth. So no matter what happens, like you only have certain bandwidth to work with. Right. So that book was a lot of the premise was on like the poor and impoverished and why they can't, they're not seen as being successful. It's not because they're dumb or slow or they're not trying. It's because their bandwidth is taken up by how am I going to eat today or how am I going to, you know, get to work or like little their, problems their thought processes are focusing on that yeah so like you everybody gets the same bandwidth but like when i don't have to worry about like where my paycheck's coming from and i don't have to worry about you know how i'm going to eat tonight i can focus on thinking, doing yeah. a cool project yeah yeah yeah. so just kind of taking that into my situation where i was like hey my bandwidth is being used on you know this project this project i'm doing committed to this 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 i just really started kind of valuing my time yeah. And being like, you know what, I really like working with these guys. And I really like, you know, playing this sport, but I don't like really playing this sport. Or I like, you know, I like, I started cutting out like just TV because it was like, you know, I, I'll do it, but like, I don't really watch you it. Don't, you don't value <laughs> it. Like, there's no, like, I'm not getting anything yeah. out of it. So I'm like, if I can fill that time with something else. So I just kind of started to learn that my time is very valuable to myself. Yeah. And just you have a certain bandwidth so that's one of the books that i kind of took out yeah that's interesting because it's true we all have the same amount of 
We all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, what's that? Everybody so, has the same time as Beyonce? Or yeah, everyone has yeah, yeah, the coffee mug. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody has the same amount of time and stuff like that. That's what you do with it. Yeah. It's interesting what you think. I didn't even think about like about it like that until right now. Yeah. That was definitely one of those books that kind of stuck out. Okay, so scarcity. Yeah, scarcity, scarcity. I'm on it. What's another one? One more. No one. Putting you on the spot, sir. This guy's got an NBA. We gotta get some. We gotta get. I know. I'm trying to think. Drag it out of him. Out of this. Drag it out of him. I don't know. Worst NBA. Yeah. So we're not reading the books. We're we'll, just we'll, on the shelf. We'll wait for you to get that PhD. You know, we show up to your house. Hey, you know. Where's your bookshelf here, what's man? Your bookshelf. Yeah, <laughs> just pick it off. Uh, one book I think everyone should always read is uh, my buddy Donnie's gonna laugh because these are just two books he gave me. But yeah. uh, the richest man in Babylon. Yeah. That's a cool book. It's uh, it's a short, quick read, mm-hmm. and it's uh. It's just how this one guy rose in, like, you know, in the Babylon era. Yeah. How he became the richest man from the title. Big surprise there. Yeah. But what he did was just, it just talks about how money is the same way back then as it is now in terms of, like, how you can, it's five, I think it was five steps of, like, investing with people who know what they're doing. Like, you don't pay the tea guy to buy you bronze and you don't, and you get your, (laughs) your money to work for you. So you're putting away. 10% 10% every month and right. you're putting away you're investing your money into things that'll grow yeah. not depreciate so you can like take those kind of concepts and like that also just came from my like banking background just like the reason I was able to go and play a little bit and have that cushion yeah. was because like I bought my first place when I was like 23 because I knew I was like I want to I want to put money in assets that are going to grow yeah. so I was able to take that big risk when I was 30 because I'd made smart choices when I was younger right. and like I put money away and just like you're just having that mindset where you just view money as something that can work for you you're not working for it right. so that's kind of a good book that kind of sets that up and you just listen to it in a different era it's interesting that you mentioned that too because I've had in the past like couple of weeks especially I've had that kind of a thought process where like you know in order to get to the next level it's not so much about having the money to pay the next person Yeah. because a lot of times you think oh if I could only afford this person blah blah, blah. it's about finding the right person that you could put into that job that will generate that money. Yeah, exactly. And then say, okay, you can take that money if you come in and do this specific job. So it's knowing what jobs are needing to be done. Because I'm finding that the more you grow and the more people you have on board, the money just seems to come once you get people working. Yeah. And actually they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? Like, and, uh, like that's an interesting thing you know, about that whole Babylon side of stuff. I like it. Yeah. What's the second book? That wasn't the second book. No, no, uh, you said uh, somebody gave you two books. Oh, the first one was scarcity. Like I literally oh, ripped okay. off oh, his whole. Okay, he gave. Oh, he gave me those <laughs> like, two I'm books. Just who's, checked out. Who's, oh. who's the guy? Who's, who's the guy? Yeah, we get that gentleman in here. He's a. He's, he's, a, he's a London. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to London. I can tell you get some nerdy like sci-fi books. Out of <laughs> yeah, let's have one of those nerdy uh, sci-fi book. Dark Matter. That was really fun. Is that, I is just that, finished. Is that from uh, Hubbard? No, no, no. Uh, what's up? Is it like the video game? Ron Hubbard? No, this is, this is like parallel universes. The guy like oh. walks into a box essentially and he gets stolen out of his like universe. Yeah. But he's trying to fight to get back and whatever. I don't want to ruin the story, but like it's the whole concept of like every decision you make yeah. splits. So like say you and me are talking and yeah. I knock over this mic and my life goes in the direction of me picking up the mic and right. you and me fixing this. Yeah. But I knock over those mic and like you freak out on me and we have this big fight. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. those two streams keep going. And my whole life, like you have multiple yous doing multiple 
things at Multiple, all times. Yeah, it's kind of well, cool. Man. It's interesting because we, like we just had this conversation yesterday about you know that movie so, uh, Source Code. Source Code. Source yeah. Code, and the other one with Denzel Washington, where they're talking about like so a lot of these Hollywood movies are coming out where parallel universe or going back in time, yeah. where you only have a specific amount of window that you can actually look at. You can only bend time. Yeah, so to far. a certain yeah. amount. Four minutes or two. Four hours minutes or eight minutes. Or two or days. days. Yeah. yeah, you can only. Yeah. That's, that's that's all you could bend time enough to. Yeah. And it's like you just you can go back and it's supposed to be like a window to view all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I used to be. Yeah, a that, big, was a, that was a good one. I used to be a big nerdy guy myself back in the day, like because I remember I was, I was always causing trouble. Yeah, always, <laughs> always. So my dad started getting get me. Get out of here! No, troublemaker. Can tell it all. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad got me National Geographic. Yeah. Right, a stack of them, and he goes, "Okay." Every time I come back from work, I want you to tell me a story from this. Randomly, open it randomly and pick a story and I have to tell them. Absolutely. That's a good yeah. way to do it. So I was like, okay. I started reading the whole thing. So I realized if I read all of them, because he said read one a day, but I started reading it in like 10, 20 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. Because magazine. magazine yeah. so right. I was like, okay, I'm going to crush four or five of these a day. Okay. Put them to the side. And then I got five days. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so he realized <laughs> it because he came home early one time and I was gone. Yeah. And then he came back and tried so to try to trip me up. He grabbed the magazine I read that day here, yeah. and he pulled up a story, and I killed it. And yeah. then he, he goes, "Wait a minute, right?" Then he, so then he figured it out. Like, okay, this guy's up to something. So he got me big Isaac Asimov book. Yeah. So Isaac Asimov, the guy who started uh, robotics. Yeah. Yeah. So he got me that book, and that's how I got into it. Isaac Asimov. He goes, "Okay, now read this book, and I'm gonna get a story from you every day." It's like, dude. So I'm like, damn it. It's hard to, hard to trick yeah, the dad. Yeah, 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 but know, I got right? into it and I loved it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I was just reading those books as a Asimov that translated into Star Wars and a whole bunch of other ones. It was interesting, and I was never into it. Then all of a sudden, I was into it. Yeah. And that's how I got into Star that's Wars, a, and Star cool, Trek, and everything. Yeah, that's a cool concept too. Like there was yeah. a there was a parent who basically or a kid who was talking about uh, um, how his buddy was making making money for doing chores, yeah. getting paid to do chores. So he would go do chores. So he went back and talked to his father and said, "Hey." I want to make some money. I want to do chores. His father says, no, I'm not paying you to do chores. You're going to do chores and you're not going to get paid for it. You want to get paid? I'm going to pay you to read these books. You know, every book that you read, I'll give you 20 bucks. So the kids started, you know, to make money, started reading books and he started getting in the habit of actually reading books. So like that was, it's like similar to what your dad did where he's just like forced you to read books, but gave him the motivation with money. So then all of a sudden this kid had all this knowledge in his head from reading the books you know instead of just doing chores exactly so it's killer so this company you guys have formed does it have a name is it out there yet like is there somewhere people can research and or get a hold of you if they're potentially interested in, in helping out investing whatever it is yeah is, so is, is there some sort of resource people can access yeah so it's called token dot net i get the name right right <laughs> 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 i stumble through it <laughs> it's uh token naturals token naturals yeah, so that's the that's the company name right now okay. they're uh we're just in the process of, like they just got the branding and the logo done like nice i guess kind of speak another point is that i'm really big proponent of getting people to like who if you're good at something yeah get, get that person to do it like, yeah yeah like, that makes as sense. you're talking about building out your teams like you have to like i'm a one-man show but we have like six consultants on staff yeah that we pay regular and like i you know our communications are checked by you know communications team we have a graphic designer we have like a social yeah, media someone for everything. yeah someone's nice. like the pharmaceutical side like we have to write this huge lp application that yeah. they've been working on and they're getting it through but like yeah if me and camera doing like i'm sure we could crush it and like 
you know, three months. These guys have templates and they do it quickly. So I think there's a lot of value in getting guys to do it uh, the right way, the right way, yeah. the first time, and just building that team around you. Right. Yeah. Nice. I forget where the, oh, the, where can yeah. you get a hold of <laughs> Where can you get a hold of me? I was like, where you guys? Yeah, yeah. To go, talking. you know, I want to learn more. I want to help. Yeah. Or I, I have a couple. You know, I've, I've got some free money. I think I'd like to invest. That kind of thing. Like, I love the name, by the way. It's, it's got that double, that double meaning to yeah, it. Exactly. Like, it's like to- <laughs> it's a token natural. Like you're, you're just a natural token. You know. Yeah. But, oh, also, yeah, but also token, <laughs> like in terms of like taking a token. In terms of smoking, so, so, yeah, so it's interesting. I, I like I, that. The, the PR communications team, yeah, we had, see, yeah. they, they came got, up with that name, so yeah, like, I can't even take credit for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just like my email, just Keenan at tokennaturals.com. There you go, and there you go. How do you spell your name? So it's K E E N A N N A N. Okay. Yeah. So, is there? Do you guys have a website, tokenaturals.com, up yet or no? No, yeah, no. It's just kind of. You just have the. Yeah, the we're, just, okay. we're just taking bids for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. You don't have to yeah, have them, but good, I mean, but. it's like this is this this itself is actually an information resource, and if you listen to it and you like it. Get Adam Keenan yeah, at tokenadjuals.com. Bookmark, bookmark the website and just keep checking. Yeah, yeah daily. <laughs> just keep <laughs> refreshing it. <laughs> Until it's ready. Until it's there's ready. a store. I got it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's awesome. <laughs> Keenan, thank you very much for thank stopping by. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was great. a pleasure. It's uh, been a blast. I think, I think we're going we're gonna, to, we might look at trying to see if we can uh, do a part two and part two and part three on this Yeah, yeah there's, there's three major players so far. It's uh, you, Cam, and Jamie. Yeah. And uh, I know we've already been talking to Jamie. We're going to get him in here as, as part two. And then when Cam is back from Halifax, we'll get him in here as part yeah, three. That'd be, yeah, Absolutely. that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cause cause, like, it's definitely an interesting topic. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, man. Because, like, I mean, the, the whole marijuana thing is going. I know I've got another client of mine, like, uh, I work with, like, personal training-wise. Yeah. He's always, he's always bought into, like, all the major marijuana stocks in the States. Oh, yeah. And he's always checking them daily. You know what so, I mean? It's like. This whole there's, there's some big stocks yeah, in Canada there's, too. There's a lot going on. Exactly, there's a lot going on with regards to this, and it's in, it's good to see that you know you guys have kind of had the foresight to see the uh, yeah the, the potential opportunity and are taking advantage of it. Yeah. So it's really yeah. good. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds like it's working out already. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> what I'm really interested in talking to the other two guys because it seems like you have your own specific role in this. Yeah. So like your your side of the stories is going to be uniquely interesting versus yeah. what Jamie has to say as an outside oh, investor who came into the thing. Yeah. And then just to the guy who's in the, who's in the lab. Yeah. You know, the, having stuff blow up on yeah, him yeah, every day. Yeah. Like, Damn like, it! Cal's uh, <laughs> gonna the, come with no eyebrows. The evil that. genius, right? Because <laughs> his story is going to be different because he was like the progenitor and and everyone else came in after him. Oh, right? absolutely. So, It'd be interesting to talk to all three of you guys and get yeah, like that looking, full. Looking forward to hearing what they say. Their side story. Of the story. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Um, well, you know who we are, Viva Voce Marketing Group. Uh, this has been uh, Word of Mouth, and you can find us at uh, Viva Voce Group dot com. com. We're on, we're on iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes. That's iCloud. So yeah, you can uh, you can get us on there and listen to it. We've got a whole bunch of them. We got like eighteen of them now. About that, yeah. Yeah, I got we're too damn many, man. I'm losing track. Yeah, it's good though. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, thank you very much. No problem, thank you. Boom. This has been Word of Mouth with Steve Andes and Mikhail Moromo.